Welcome to the Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. You might think of yourself as a kind person, but are you really? Former engineer and current kindness activist Barbara Hirsch says there's a formula to know for sure. Barbara, thanks for talking with me today. I'm glad that you didn't call your book Live Kind because I think that there are a lot of us, including myself, who believe that we're pretty kind people. The word kinder in the title is really interesting to me. What did you find out about people and how they view themselves while you were researching this book? My son-in-law had an internship at a charter school where most of the kids, about 50% of the kids, were actually in gangs. And he asked them, with my direction, if they were kind. And I was so surprised that every single one of those kids, 80 kids, said that they were kind. And he asked them why they thought they were kind. And they would give a kind example. For example, one boy said that he helped his mother carry the groceries in, even though they were doing very unkind things at night. So I also interviewed a lot of other regular people, and every single person said they were kind. And what was interesting is if I asked them if they could think of an unkind person, everyone could think of an unkind person. (laughs) And some people were thinking of the people who just said they were kind. And so I realized that everyone thinks at some level that they're kind, even if they're in a gang. Mm-hmm. And so that's what why I called it Live Kinder. And that's also how my kindness measurement evolved. Yeah. Tell me about that kindness measurement, because it, it allows us to kind of really determine whether or not we're one of those people that other people think are unkind, Right. Right. And so what the kindness measure is, is you count in a day, and I just did it for a week using a stick count of how many times I did something kind, how many times I did something unkind, and how many times I did something artificially kind. And artificially kind is those people that do kind things, but their intentions aren't so good underneath of them. They're doing something kind to get something in return. So I also think kindness is about your intentions. Can you give us some examples of that, how that might come into play that maybe we don't even think about? Right. So um, the one of the examples I had in my book was for when somebody says you're beautiful And it's really a modeling agent wanting a teenage girl to put down a lot of money for a portfolio. And he's doing it based on greed. His intention isn't to make someone happy. When you tell your friend they they look really pretty that day, our intentions are usually very true true to the words. And in that case, it's very unkind is artificially kind. He's using it for his own benefit. Okay, so then going back to this kindness measure, how so how how does that play out? How does that equation play out? So, if so it's really a a, a fraction. It's the number of your kind acts divided by the number of unkind acts and number of artificial acts. So, if you did 10 kind things, and five unkind things, 
you would just divide that. Or if you did five un artificial kind things, so you had 10 on the numerator and 10 on the bottom, that would equal one. Where if you just did unkind x, it would always be zero. You'd have zero on top and your unkind x. So really it's a way to see where you live. But it's more, it's more to help you understand, are your kind x more than your unkind x? And you, <laughs> And you also need to count your thoughts because, as we know, thoughts do turn into actions. And if you're living with unkind thoughts, that's not really kindness either. So for a person who's really bad at math, for me, I could just take a, a sheet and I could write down kind things, you know, that I reflect on of the day or unkind things I reflect on the day and see which list is longer. That would work too, right? Absolutely. That's the <laughs> <math kind of laughs> because you spent your entire career as a software engineer. I did not. <laughs> right. That's correct. <laughs> so coming from a really um, technical um, job, how or when or why did you fall in love with this idea of kindness? Well, I was a process engineer and I also did software development um, process, but my my job really was to improve the software development process for the purpose of having better quality products. And there is an improvement model that is a five-step program where you get to better le levels of quality via this process. The top level is called the optimized process. And I started thinking about how you could apply those principles and this way of thinking to people's lives. What do you need to do to live an optimal life? And so the first thing I stumbled on was kindness. And it's really the, the other attributes could be gratitude or the fruits of the spirit or whatever. But I just stumbled on kindness and kind of got stuck there. Mm -hmm. And I just about that we needed to live kinder in this world. And for people who don't know the fruits of the Spirit, that's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So those are all things, all together, that you're saying can help us live this optimal life. Right. So it wasn't necessarily an act of kindness that you did or someone did to you. It was more of your brain being hooked into this optimization process. Absolutely right. You hit it in the nail on the head. <laughs> That's really fun. That's super. You're the first person I've ever met who has come at kindness from almost like an equation. You know, that's that's really, really neat. I love the way all of our brains work. So you talk about um, artificial kindness and you talk about authentic kindness. So what does it mean to live an authentically kind life? It means that your intentions are in alignment with what you're doing. Um, so my definition of kindness is a consideration act you give to another that comes from your heart without any thought given to any direct benefit or advantage of the giver. While artificial kindness is you do kind things. Uh, another example would be that you would take... Um, muffins over to your neighbors so you can find out the late, latest gossip going on. <laughs> yeah, that happens, yeah. So the, to me, that's artificial kindness. You're doing it for some other hidden agenda 
versus your true intention, which an authentic, authentic kindness act would be based on your, your right attention. And I would say that, you know, not all artificial acts of kindness are harmful. You know, your neighbor is still going to get the muffins. They might not. They might like to gossip. They might not care. They might have thought it was very nice that you came to visit. But we, as the giver, are not going to uh, reap the benefits, I would say, of doing an authentically kind act. You know, the hormones that are released when we do something really kind aren't going to be released during those artificial kindnesses we do. But how have you seen some of um, some of that goodness being released in your life? So how has your life changed by living authentically kind and being really intentional and thoughtful about the fact that you're living an authentically kind life? Well, how it's changed me is I've realized when you can bring more kindness and gratitude in your life, it brings more peace. The world is like so full of hate and fear, and people have justified that being mean and unkind. But by measuring my kindness score, my kindness capability has increased. Because I, I do more acts of kindness. I am getting a lot of satisfaction from making other people happy. I feel at peace, and I attribute this in part for looking for the kindness and love in others. Oh, so you can feel more peaceful because you now see it in others. And another really good um, example of this, of everyday, I, and I call this everyday kindness mm. um, versus random. I love random acts of kindness. They're so great for getting us out of our comfort zone to make new patterns. But I am really very passionate about everyday, everyday kindness. Mm -hmm. um, and I just loved your water park story because we make decisions every day to be kind. Wait, 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 wait. My water park story? Yes. What is wait. that? Remind me. <laughs> Tell everyone what that is. Why don't you? <laughs> well, like, but like you said, it was easy to be negative to at the water park to look at the dirty bathrooms, the cold overpriced oh. food, and judging others people's Looks, those were all unkind. Okay, She's, you're talking yeah. about a blog post I wrote about yeah. going to a water park. <laughs> right, yes. And initially I started to see all the bad stuff. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and what I liked about that, you, you, I mean, you had cold overpriced food. And of course, you could justify that to be crabby if you let your ego in charge. But if you walk in everyday kindness, you live in the peace of it. Mm -hmm. And the Bible verse you quoted from John, um, no one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. And that, that love and that peace is what I found by being a more kinder person. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we benefits us. Even more than it benefits, you know, the lady if I would have decided to take the chicken nuggets back to her. You know, she probably wouldn't have cared, but I would have felt bad that I had done that. So, well, you know, you bring up <laughs> something that that is very true to me. There are things in my life that seem to trigger unkindness. Um, and one of them is my hunger um, <laughs> and dirty bathrooms, apparently. Although, like I said, I was able to really... Um, I was really able to kind of think in my head, you know what, I'm here with my kids enjoying this day. These people are here 
trying to feed us and clean up after us. Like, which one of us has got it better here? I think it's me, really. So, um, so I wasn't unkind in that particular situation, but I do find that there are triggers in my life for unkindness. And so what advice do you have for identifying those and then combating them? I think the first um, thing to do is really understand that you're doing it. So, so many are so automatic that people don't even understand they do it. And hunger is a good example. And you might lash out. I, I used to, when I came home from work at night, I was so hungry, and I didn't realize that was impacting how I was treating my family. Mm-hmm. So changing that pattern, being aware of it, and sometimes you can do it by just counting to three. In that situation, I could eat an apple on the way home, and I wasn't so starving before I got home. So there's first you have to recognize it. If you don't recognize it, you can't change it. And that's why the measurement's so important, too, because if you think you're kind, you're never going to be kinder. <laughs> that's true, yeah. And when you sit down and write that down, I guess I could really pinpoint, like, okay, I was not kind to my children today because they were being noisy and I was working on a deadline. So then I know, like, oh, one of my triggers is stress. You know, I, I could see that. But as far as how to combat that, that still is, uh, that's tricky for me. Um, and it's tricky for all of us, I think. Um, in that example, you know, your stress, stress brings out unkindness a lot. And if you can find ways to not have the deadline at that moment or have other plans for your kids or whatever, it's just planning ahead also a little bit. But sometimes you just are in that moment and you just have to think, you just have to try to live in peace. Mm-hmm. In the last chapter of your book, you allude to something that I'd like you to shed a little bit more light on. You say, and this is something we've talked about, it is noble to do random acts of kindness, but it is also noble to do acts of kindness in our everyday life, especially when we are in the midst of tremendous daily stress and strains. So um, people are dealing with, you know, cancer diagnosis, uh, diagnoses and, and, and money issues and all kinds of things. And I think that people tend to turn in on themselves and self-preserve when they're stressed or hurting. That is not the time that they think instinctually, oh, I'm going to go out and be kind to someone. Why kindness then? Well, I can talk from personal experience because I did lose my son to cancer at age 33. Mm. And... Um, If you can do kind things then, and there were times when I couldn't, but when I couldn't, I just was so appreciative of all the people that were giving me love, and I had to realize and accept their love, even though it wasn't what I was thinking at that moment. Mm -hmm. So there are times when, yes, you're not going to be able to go give cookies to your neighbors or do something you can't, but there's also a way of living your life so you're not totally stressed. I needed to live to be happy for my daughter mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you had to find a way to fight through that. I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. And so many people, I can't tell you how surprised I was of how supportive my my cousins were. They found, they paid for alternate 
cancer treatments for my son. They sent me articles. They sent me books. They would call me on the phone and ask if I wanted to talk. All those things, I just found the love in people. Mm -hmm. And I used to hate going to funerals, and I don't think any of us enjoy it. But now when I go to a funeral and at my son's funeral or celebrations, I just felt so much love. It just went through me, Mm. and it changed me forever. Mm. Your website is called livekinder.com. Was that just a natural extension of the book, or are you hoping to engage people in a different way online? What do you want um, the takeaway to be on that? It is a natural extension of the book, but what I wanted to do is I was really sad about the political climate in our country where everyone's hating everyone, mm-hmm. the other side. And I, ne- I needed to do something positive. And so what I did was I came up with everyday kindness heroes, people that live every day with kindness to celebrate what is good instead of focusing only on the bad. These heroes have caring hearts. And I wanted to further kindness through recognition of the Caring Heart and the Kindness Warrior Awards. A a Caring Heart recipient is someone that lives everyday kindness, while a Kindness Warrior is someone that is a kindness champion. Um, I just felt there were so many people in my life, like you said, that are kind people. And I just needed to honor them. I felt honored. I got to be the recipient of the Kindness Warrior Award and received a beautiful heart-shaped piece of pottery that says kindness on it. And it just is, I have it hanging on my wall. It is really, I treasure it. So I thank you for that. So people can go online and they can nominate people who they think would be um, really good candidates for these two awards? Absolutely. Okay. Now the book is short. It's 42 pages. Uh, But then you have also condensed that information into a pocket-sized version, which is a really neat idea. But tell me why you did that. Okay. Actually, the pocket size was my first version. Oh, okay. And then when I figured out how to get it on Amazon and do all that, that was like kind of self-published. Okay. And so then when I got it on Amazon, I did it in a bigger size. Okay. I, and there, it's a different edition because the stories. I updated some of the stories. I had more kind of stories to tell. So the larger version really is the current version. But the smaller ones are great for giving to people. Well, speaking of giving those to people, you have given me 10 pocket-sized copies of Live Kinder that I'd like to give away to our listeners today. And um I would love for people, if you want to win your chance to win a free copy of Live Kinder by Barbara Hirsch, tweet a link to this podcast or post it on Facebook so that other people can also listen to Barbara's really wonderful words and um, add the hashtag Live Kinder, hashtag Live Kinder. So we just want you to share this podcast and then when you share it, um, hashtag Live Kinder with that as well. Barbara, before I let you go, do you have um, a favorite all-time kindness story that you could share with us? Um, I do. Um, My favorite kindness story is how I found kindness in China. I was in China for a week for work 
my boss had left on Friday, but I went on to Beijing to do some sightseeing as I really wanted to see the Great Wall of China. So I was all alone. As I was having breakfast that Saturday morning, I heard a voice say, take a to-go breakfast for your tour guide. So I did, and she was ecstatic. She asked me if I was psychic because she always eats breakfast but did not have time that morning. Well, I, I, was, I thought, great, she'll remember me and not forget me on all the stops we were doing that <laughs> But it wasn't until later that I realized how important that act of kindness was. Mm-hmm. So after a morning of sightseeing and lunch, we arrived at the Great Wall. We rode the chairlift to the top of the mountain, and we went on our separate directions. I was on a tour with 10 other people from all different countries, and they were all young. And so um, they went scattering off, and I was so excited to be there. I started taking photos, and I did not see the black ice. This was in January, and all ice in in China is black because of the pollution. Unfortunately, I fell and broke my ankle. Um, My tour guide already had gone back to the bus, but a different tour guide saw me and called an EMT who got me down the mountain and back to the bus. On my tour, there was two nurses from Singapore. They found a plastic bag and packed my foot in snow. And the other people on the tour voted to discontinue the tour so I could get medical attention. That was just like so amazing. Everybody said, sure, we don't care. And they, t- they took them all back to the house, and the bus took me to a hospital. After a lot of discussion of which hospital, they tried to find an English-speaking one. Um, and the doctor did speak English, but no one else did. It was now 5 o'clock on a Saturday night, and to my surprise, the tour guide gave up her Saturday night to stay with me at the hospital. And thank goodness she did. I I had to pay as I go, and there was no way I could walk to the business office to pay the several times. I had to pay supper for the x-rays, to see the doctor, to get the cast on, and so on and so forth. Um, So I gave the tour guide my credit card, and she enabled me to get treatment. The doctor put me in a cast on my foot so I could get home the next day. It was now 9 o'clock at night. The tour guide got me a ride and rode with me to the hotel and had the concierge get me crutches. I never know how they got crutches on Saturday night, but I sure used them. (laughs) I thanked the tour guide profusely and asked her why she stayed with me when she should have been at home with her young children. Her response was, I'm going to cry, sorry, (laughs) that our countries have not gotten along for over 500 years And she wanted me to go back to the United States and tell everyone how kind the Chinese people are. And that was the first time I cried that whole day. I was so overwhelmed with her kindness. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I got back to that place. (laughs) She was so sweet to me. I just couldn't believe it. That's the best part of kindness. When we love and live and relive those stories, Barbara, they just bring that same rush of emotions right back to us. And I love that. Thank you so much, Barbara Hirsch, for talking with us today. It was such a pleasure. 
Thank you so much for having me. I love what you do, and you have been such an inspiration to me. Oh, thank you for saying that. And I do have the Kindness Warrior Award sitting in my office on my wall. I hung it up yesterday, and I just love it. So thanks for that. You're very welcome, and thank you for all you do. You can honor someone for their kindness by nominating them for the Caring Heart or Kindness Warrior Awards at livekinder.com. For your chance to win one of 10 copies of the pocket-sized edition of Live Kinder, just share this podcast and include the hashtag LiveKinder. The contest will run until all 10 books have been given away or until March of 2018. Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It is produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or NPR One. Thank you.